Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! I have you now. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. <laughs> One movie each week, 30 years in the making. I can go... I got my... I told wait, you... Wait, I, wait, I, did you ask for favorite scenes, baby. I've got it. <laughs> well, welcome to the 30-something movie podcast. Our last episode of 2016 or 1986, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, but this is our last episode, so we started the year with uh, uh, Air Force movie. Acquaintance be- no. you, mm-hmm. you can either sing that it, or she's lost that love and feeling. I figure if it's the last episode of 2016. That's fine. We, yeah, I didn't say stop. That's fine. Um, so we started the year with an airplane okay. movie. I'm, I'm okay. I'm he's excited. It's Top Gun. He's excited. He's been waiting all year for that. <laughs> I, have, I think when you, looked at the, Top Gun? you looked at the list, you were like, Iron Eagle's first. Top Gun's last. This is a good year! <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> when we get to 1989, can we do Batman last? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that with this whole Because he's been thing. waiting for the, like four years. He'll be I, think, I think it was like the second. We had just It's like the second episode. You're and sitting, we had just and recorded it at the restaurant. Looking, right. And you're sitting there looking at the list. You're like... Oh, I can't wait to get to Batman! I'm like, Pat, that's 89. That's like four years. That's going to be like the 250th episode. Mm-hmm. And you guys were all figuring out, like, how can we set the microphone level so that didn't record, that audio wasn't good? And I'm like, and guys, you- we're going to do Top Gun in like four years! <laughs> oh, man. Oh. You got me all choked up, too. I'm sorry. That's Spit right. it out. That's Spit right. it out there. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So this is episode number 107. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were communicating. Um... Episode number 107, We, if you haven't figured it out by now, we're talking about Top Gun. Um, in the meantime, let us just very quickly tell you that we do spoil the events of the movies we talk about, so if you haven't seen it yet, uh, where have you been? Because it's Top Gun. You should have seen it, unless you were just born yesterday. Um, you should have seen Top Gun by now. Kenny Loggins rules. Yeah, he yes. does. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes my breath away every time. Um, you could also review us on iTunes real quick. Um, you can do it very speedily. In fact, you can leave a review and says, I have a need, a need for speed. That's why I listen to the 30-something movie podcast. Verbatim, five stars, 20 bucks, do it. You don't get paid for reviews. I don't know why I added that in there. Um, I am joined this time around by Dennis. Yo. You're always so dramatic. (laughs) You ran out of pizza. Yo. No, he's run out of pizza. It's time to go. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, done. There's a little bit more pizza left. Um, unless Pat, you I think like Pat it. ate it all. I didn't eat all the pizza. I don't. I try not. I won't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear it? Yes, I yes, did. I kind of got like. There's, there's two of them. You can take your pick. <laughs> Trade off. <sighs> Pat's here too. Hey. Pat's hey. And Jeff's here. Hi. <laughs> Figured that out already. Of all right. Course. Now we're just going to jump right in here. Um, before. Since I like to buy. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 big box. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Yeah. There were two. They both of those boxes over there were full when I brought them. Those pieces are a little dried out. Well, you waited too long. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna go ahead and write down to edit the first five minutes of the show out. <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna write there. Okay, cool. <laughs> That scene in Westwing, I can't say that. This one will take a while. I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm saying, not saying this. That. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's just jump right in then. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. There, there we go. Um, we are this time around. We are talking Top Gun. I don't even know what that was. You, I'm not even going to try to describe what's happening here right now. Uh huh. I, I think you're doing it wrong. <laughs> She never complained. <laughs> okay, we're going to edit out the first six minutes of the show. Uh-huh. There we go. It's just right there. Yeah, the first. Let's keep all of our laughing in. Let, let everyone else figure out what okay. we're laughing at. What Three, two, one. And welcome to the 30-something movie podcast. I'm just going to start over. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to start over. I'm not editing any of this. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> we haven't been drinking much. Uh, so this time around, we're talking Top Gun. Came out May 16th, 1986, rated R. Uh, directed by Tony Scott, who died in 2012, brother of Ridley Scott. Uh, he also directed Beverly Hills Cop 2, Days of Thunder, Crimson Tide, Spy Game, and Man on Fire. Are you making a face because you didn't know he was related to Ridley I Scott? I didn't know Top Gun was R-rated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Pretty sure. What is that... Uh-huh. Interesting. I, maybe I wrote it. I did. I don't mean. I don't mean to. Well, I don't know. I thought it was. No, I didn't. I don't want to. No, do it's not R rated. It's PG. What am I talking about? That was my thought as PG. well. It is yeah. PG. PG. Why did I put R? Oh. I have no idea. Val Kilmer. It was Val Kilmer. He's dangerous. I don't know why I put R. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna break my teeth every time I try to do I'd, that. I feel like any boxes in there. I mean, they... <laughs> I there were some in in a couple of scenes in a cargo plane. A yeah, cargo plane full you of boxes. Screw up it just this much. Full of and boxes. Be... <laughs> yeah. Uh... A bunch of big, big boxes. All right. <clears throat> Speaking of big boxes, uh, producers <laughs> were Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson. Jerry Bruckheimer has done everything CSI Pirates of the Caribbean, Days of Thunder, The Rock, Armageddon, and Pat's personal favorite, Pearl Harbor. Rock. Uh, Don's, that's a great movie. That is when do we get to talk movie. about that one? I don't Hopefully. know. Is that like 95? Oh. 94? I hope I'm still talking to you guys by then. Yeah, we won't be. Um, yeah, it's like 10 years from now. Maybe less than that. Uh, Don's. What is it? 96. 96. All right, so, we, 10 year, so should, 10 years from we now. We should record some of these, like now, just, <laughs> just, just get in them case. out of the way. What are, you, what are you saying? I'm just saying that there's a good chance that we may not be talking to each other in 10 years. I'll still be here. Who will I hang out with? I got nowhere else to go. I care. I care. I care. <laughs> I care. <laughs> Uh, pizza, I'll be here in 10 years. Okay, well, that's good pizza. Uh, Don Simpson died in 1996. <laughs> now, now. Don Simpson died in 1996. He also produced Beverly Hills Cop, Bad Boys, and The Rock. Uh, writers for this one, there were there are four writers, two that are credited on this, uh, one that inspired it. Uh, Jim Cash, who died in 2000, also wrote, uh, both Jim Cash and Jack Epps Jr. wrote Turner and Hooch. Dick Tracy and Anaconda. Ehud Yone wrote a magazine article that inspired the movie. Jerry Bruckheimer had spotted the magazine article. I forget which magazine it was. Um, and that's what kind of inspired him to try to get this movie produced. And then an uncredited writer on this one uh, was Warren Scarin. He died in 1990. 
He also wrote for Beetlejuice, Beverly Hills Cop 2, and Batman, the one that Pat's been looking forward to for a decade now. Uh, music was done by Harold Faltermeyer, who also did music for Beverly Hills Cop, The Running Man, and The Martian. Budget on this one was $15 million. The box office was $356.8 million. <laughs> it made a bit of money. Uh, Tom Cruise played Maverick. He was in Mission Impossible, Jerry Maguire, A Few Good Men. And they have announced that he is going to be in Top Gun 2. Did not know they were making a sequel, but yep. apparently they have decided to. We don't. Actually, I was thinking about that when I was watching this movie. I would be more interested in a prequel. When they talk all about his dad, like I might be more interested in seeing a story of like what happened with his father. Like if you see a young viper flying with Maverick's dad, that to me might be a little bit more interesting. But apparently Top Gun 2 is going to be more about modern uh, aviation warfare, drones, and stuff like that. I don't know if I'm quite as interested in that. Uh, Kelly McGinnis, or Kelly McGinnis, Kelly McGillis played Charlie. She was in Witness and the Accused. Val Kilmer, hey Val. Hi Val. Um, your lawn is looking lovely. Um, he was Iceman. He was in Willow, The Doors, Heat, Batman Forever, and Willow. Tombstone. Willow. 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 Out of the way, Peck. Uh, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards played Goose. There's two O's in Goose. Uh, he was in Revenge of the Nerds, ER, and Zodiac. Tom Skerritt played Viper. He was in Alien, Picket Fences, Space Camp, Poltergeist 3, and Steel Magnolias. Michael Ironside was Jester. He was in Total Recall, The Machinist, and Starship Troopers. John Stockwell was Cougar. He was in Christine and My Science Project. Barry Tubb was Wolfman. He was in Temple Grandin and American Outlaws. Rick Rosevich played Slider. He was in The Terminator, Roxanne, and Pacific Blue. Tim Robbins played Merlin. He was in Shawshank Redemption, Mystic River, and the 05 version of War of the Worlds. That's, oh my gosh, that's Tim Robbins. Yeah, you didn't know that was Tim Robbins? I, you know what? I never processed. Okay. So well, there's some of, the, some of the pilots in this movie is a little bit like when we were talking about Platoon, is I lose track of some of the guys that are not the main, some of them I kind of forget who's who. Uh, Clarence Gilliard Jr. played Sundown. He was in Die Hard, Matlock, and Walker, Texas Ranger. Whip Hubley played Hollywood. He was in Coneheads, Executive Decision, and A Cinderella Story. He was in Ruskies. Oh, was he in Ruskies? You ever see Ruskies? I have not seen Ruskies. Oh, it's a great movie. I know of Ruskies, but I have not seen them. Uh, James Tolkien, not Tolkien, not related to the writer, uh, played Stinger. He was in Back to the Future's 1 through 3, War Games, Masters of the Universe, because nobody takes pot shots at Lubick. Uh, and he was also in Dick Tracy. Um, <laughs> That's probably one of my favorite lines from that old movie. <laughs> and I'm so excited we get to watch that next year. Oh, is that 87? Um, it's 87. That's awesome. I am pumped for that one. Uh, Meg Ryan played Carol, and she was in When Harry Met Sally, French Kiss, Sleepless in Seattle, and You've Got Mail. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this one a 55%. Because they're wrong. Because <clears throat> they're wrong. Zed's dead. The audience gave it an 83%. Siskel gave it three stars and said... And yet the picture works on the gut-grabbing roller coaster level. The next time I meet a jet pilot, I probably will ask him, how do you do stuff like that? Ebert gave it two and a half stars. Movies like Top Gun are hard to review because the good parts are so good and the bad parts are so relentless. The dogfights are absolutely the best since Clint Eastwood's electrifying aerial scenes in Firefox, but look out for the scenes where the people are actually talking to one another. That's kind of harsh. Uh, it's cinema so fun to watch, man. You know. It's so fun to watch. I mean... Uh, did you do the chomping? I yeah. did the chomping. Don't do the chomping. What does that even mean? That's right. Ice. <laughs> man, 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 I am dangerous. That's just, it's just awesome. <laughs> uh, CinemaScore gave this one an A. 
Um, there were there were a few awards for this one, not a whole lot, but uh, did win an Academy Award for Best Music Original Song uh, for Take My Breath Away, which Jason, who used to be on the podcast, <laughs> that is his least favorite song ever. He hates that song, does not like it, so I play you should it. do a cover of it. I play, it, I play it around him whenever I can. Amen. I just walk into his room tomorrow and play it. All right. Just see what he does. Uh, it was also we nominated for... We, we could. We could actually just walk in his room. Take my breath away. Um, best Sound uh, was nominated. Best Film Editing and Best Effects. Sound Effects Editing. Golden Globes, it won Best Original Song for Take My Breath Away. And it was nominated for Best Original Score. There are a few other nothing, awards on here, but... Nothing for Danger Zone, huh? Nothing for Danger Zone. No. Man. I know. I was looking on here to say, no, it's all Take My Breath Away. Whatever. Mm, yeah. Harold Faltermeyer got the award for the Top Gun Anthem. He won the Grammy Award for that one. But yeah, no, nothing for Danger Zone. Kenny Loggins gets jilted again. Maverick and his partner Goose have been given the chance of a lifetime to attend the Top Gun Training School with the best of the best in naval, naval aviators. It's easy for me to say. Maverick's going to have to overcome his own demons and daredevil attitude if he wants to graduate or to stay alive. want to serve my country, be the best fighter pilot in Navy. Sir, you want to know who the best is? That's him, Iceman. That's the way he flies, ice cold, no mistakes. You need to be doing it better and cleaner than the other guys. I'm Maverick. Maverick? Does your mother not like you or something? I got to do something here. I, I, I still can't believe it. I got to give you your dream shot. You two characters are going to top gun. <laughs> You are the top 1% of all naval aviators. The elite will make it better. You figured it out yet? What's that? Who's the best pilot? I'm an instructor at this school. I see 20 new hot shots every eight weeks. Every time you go up in the air, you're unsafe. That's right. I am dangerous. Now you're flying. It's your attitude. Yeah, I guess when I see something, I go right after it. It takes a lot more than just fancy flying. I got a family to think about. I can't afford to blow this. You're the only family I've got. I'm not going to let you down. Gentlemen, this school is about combat. Ten more seconds, then I've got him. There are no points for second place. What you do up there is dangerous. But you've got to go on. Ice. Yes, sir. Hollywood. Yes, sir. Sector 2. Maverick, you back him up with Merlin on Ready Fire. Yes, sir. There are MIGs in the area and tensions are high. If you witness a hostile act, you will return fire. Gentlemen, this is the real thing. This is what you've been trained for. Three MIGs dead ahead, coming down the left side. You are America's best. One MIG's over the high. One MIG's over the high. Make us proud. I got radar lock. You're clear to fire. I got a good lock. Fire! Fire it. Tom Cruise. Kelly McGillis. Top Gun. I want to hear the trailer with the alter, not alternate, but the music that that music isn't in the movie. Yeah. So I don't know if it was a whoever did that music or if they found some that that's cool. It might have been well, it might have been a temp track that they had yeah. in before they did the actual cool before they did the actual scoring itself. Uh, so a couple of things real quick about this movie. There, there's a lot of 
military trivia and other stuff that goes along with this movie, but a couple of interesting things before we get into it. Um, Val Kilmer did not want to be in this movie, but because of contractual obligations, he was forced to. Uh, it became one of his most famous roles. Um, apparently, the real Top Gun school will give a $5 fine to anyone on the staff that quotes the movie. <laughs> I'm sure they've heard quite a bit over the years. But. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Anthony Edwards, Goose, was the only actor who did not vomit while he was up in the fighter jets. <laughs> um, the When the movie was so successful in theaters, the Navy actually set up recruiting booths in uh, theaters to try to kind of catch people as they were leaving. And I did read somewhere else that they had a, for like a portion... 40%. I saw 500%. 500%, 500 yeah. increase. There's a 500% increase in people signing up and enrollment. Um based on this movie around the time this came out. 40% was Ray-Ban sunglasses. Yes. And, uh, yeah. and the, the, the jackets. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else? Um, the older man uh, that Charlie meets in the bar, um, when she, after they do the whole, she's lost that love and feeling, and she goes off and she sits down with the older man, um, is the actual real-life Viper, Um uh, Pete Pettigrew was his name, and he was kind of like a consultant. He was a retired Navy pilot and Top Gun instructor that was kind of the main consultant on this movie. And his first name, Pete, they don't actually refer to Maverick Pete by Mitchell. his real name, but Pete, Pete Mitchell, Mitchell was his real name, and that's they got the Pete from, I think originally his name was going to be Evan Mitchell, um, but they decided to take the name Pete from uh, the, the Top Gun instructor that was acting as their consultant. Um, the company that made the F-14... Uh, Paramount actually kind of partnered with them uh, to create mounts that would fit on the actual jet fighters themselves so that they could get kind of in-flight camera angles from the actual planes themselves. Um, this movie, different from, because we started the year off with Iron Eagle, and they could not get consultants and they couldn't get help from the military because it featured that movie featured a plane being stolen and the military said, we're not going to help consult with you on a movie that shows the incompetence of the U.S. military and shows a, an asset being stolen like that, whereas Top Gun did not have that issue, so they had plenty of military consultants, and they were allowed to use actual footage of, of the F-14 jets and everything else, so it obviously looks a little more realistic. Um, <clears throat> see, there was another thing, and I... I lost where I had this written down somewhere. There was actually a, a stunt flyer that died um, during the making of the movie, and I'm trying to remember. Hmm, I'm trying to remember who that was, but there was a because it was. I think this was made around about the same time as Iron Eagle, and I remember there was somebody. Do you remember hearing we about that? About, there yeah, was, yeah, we do. We talked about that. The guy that actually flew the plane when he was mm -hmm. racing the. Um, in Iron Eagle, when he did the race first in the motorcycle, the guy yeah. that actually was flying the plane was the stunt fighter, and he 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 was killed during some filming for something. It was, it was filming for this. Okay. They were actually doing some stuff for Top Gun, and it was. Yeah, I wish I was. I had this written down somewhere. And now I can't seem to find it. Yeah. No, I'm not sure. Um, <clears throat> and originally, I had read somewhere it's seen in like a making of documentary. Tom Cruise was not really interested in doing this. He looked at there wasn't much of a script. It was mostly just a, hey, we want to do a movie with fighter pilots. And he didn't really want to do it, so Jerry Bruckheimer, the producer, actually contacted the Navy and said, can we get Tom Cruise up in one of your jets? And he got up there, and the guy who, I think it was maybe Pete Pettigrew that flew him, 
Um, he said that, yeah, the, the first minute that he was up there, Tom Cruise threw up all over everything. Um, but then when they got back down on the ground and Tom Cruise hopped out of the plane, he was dizzy and everything else. But apparently he stumbled over to a payphone that wasn't too far away and called Jerry Bruckheimer and said, I'm in. Let's do it right now. I'm in the movie. Let's go. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Um, his renowned aviator, Art Scholl, died in 1985 yes. as he helped film the movie Top Gun with a stunt he had carried out regularly. Went wrong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what was his last name? Art Scholl. Scholl. Okay. That's right. So for this one, I mean, there's, it's Top Gun. I mean, we've been quoting this one for a few weeks now, now that we've known this is the movie that's coming up. And um, I guess, do you have, let's start out with this. Do you have a favorite scene in the movie? Can you narrow it down to one? Pat? Okay, my favorite scene in the movie. <coughs> Can you narrow it down to I, one, Pat? Yes. It's the scene, I forget what movie company made this, but you know where the stars shoot out from like where you're sitting and it kind of circles around the... You know when they show the movie, the movie yeah, house. Yeah, Paramount. Paramount. Okay, okay, and the stars kind of go out, and it, mm -hmm. it starts with the. You know they start with that little echo. The scene starts there, and then it ends when the credits roll at the end of the movie. That is my favorite scene of the movie, right there. So that's it. Narrowed it down. Just that. So if you x out like the, those post credits, then everything okay. else is. Everything else is. So cool. the, the two hours in between that. Yeah. Or the, the two hour hours and a half, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, hour and forty. I suppose I could, I mean, see, and I was going to be like, okay, I'll just go with my stock, like the motorcycle scene. Right. Well, which one? Like when he's racing the plane, when he's just cruising around, or when she comes out to talk to him, he's just revving the, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Can't hear you, you That's awesome. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was hard. I still tear up with that whole thing. But the, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'll have to. Might be my, uh, can't narrow it, can't narrow it down. I, I don't know. I'll come back to that. Okay. I'll try and narrow it down. Because I think when I saw that, I didn't expect Goose to die. No. Because the way the tone of the film was, it didn't feel like that was going to happen to me. And maybe I was just as a kid, then I didn't see it coming. And then when it happened, I was, you know, so it was, it's a memorable scene. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, it just it kind of bummed me out for the rest yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, Goose is dead. Like, you know. And I like, I really like that character, so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I would agree with Dennis that I think that not only the um, the fact that Goose died, but it was more how the other characters responded to Maverick as a result. And as much as you thought, like you know, like you know, like he and Iceman would sp you know spent the movie, um, you know, just really trying to one-up each other and get at each other. And, yeah, maybe it's all in fun. Yeah, maybe there might have been a little bit of seriousness to it. But the, uh, you know, the fact that Iceman is waiting for Maverick at one point just to say something to him. To, Iceman to, thought a little. Oh. <laughs> Boo. Um, but, like, it, but not only him, but, you know, the, uh, you know, the uh, Viper's response. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'll 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 fly with you. And, yeah, and, I like that part. And you know, and something that I was always curious about. Um, so Viper breaks protocol and shares with uh, Maverick classified information. Mm -hmm. Would that really happen? And I mean, you're never going to find out because I don't think anyone would ever say. You know, anyone associated with the military would ever say, "Oh, I spilled yeah, the classified information." Mm -hmm. But I I don't know. I was always like, that seems very ballsy. Mm -hmm. 
to to just come and just come out and say, all right, what I'm about to tell you, it's classified and it could cost me everything, but here's what you need to know. But just the fact that you know, <clears throat> in their own way, all these guys tried to uh, rally around Maverick mm-hmm. and and get him back into what he what he could do the best. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I liked all those scenes where you had when they knew the potential that Maverick had. And you've got Michael Ironside, you've got Jester and Viper talking to each other. It's like, you know, how'd he do? It's like, he's, he's like the best I've ever seen. And, he, you know, in front of everybody else, they're like, yeah, you know, competition, competition. You know, Iceman's the best. And it, but then off to the side, they're like, yeah, you know, this, this Viper kid, this um, Maverick kid, he's just, this kid's good. And, you know, we got to do whatever we can to, you know, get him back up in the air or do whatever. Yeah. And so, like, they're, like, behind the shadows, they're like, yeah, we got to, yeah, and this one, kid's gonna be the best point, of all Viper's of us. Just like, come on, come on. Right, he's, like, he's, he's chasing he's him. Cheering take on. the shot. Yeah. Take the shot. Yeah. Just you know, in his own, you're like, yeah, you know, like you're starting mm-hmm. to feel for him. Like, yeah, I really want mm-hmm. to see him bounce back. Mm-hmm. Not, and that's not to say I want him to downplay the fact that his, you know, for all intents and purposes, his brother died. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and you know, it, it, it's well, it's, I, I, I love the fact that you know they're all there for him in their own ways, mm-hmm. trying to. It reminded Help. me, have you ever read the book Ender's Game? No. I, I know I mentioned that when we talked about war movies, when we talked about Platoon, but in that, part of the beginning of each chapter is a couple of high-ranking officials. In that, there's this, they're kind of watching this kid, and they're going to send this kid off to battle school. It's set in the future, and you're fighting aliens, and they take these kids, and they send them off to battle school so that they can play these war games and these simulations um, to ultimately one day become fighter pilots and become admirals and, and the people that are going to you know run the fleet that's going to attack this alien race that attacked Earth at one point. And at the beginning of each chapter, it's always like a couple of the generals are talking to each other. It's like the guy's in charge, and it's very similar to all those scenes with Viper and Jester where they're like, come on, this, this kid is going to be the best of all of us. Like He's going to become something amazing. And so every time I see that in... Top Gun, it reminds me of reading that book and, and the start of each chapter. Like, they know, they recognize in this kid that, you know, something great is here. We just have to, you know, we have to take his faults and somehow wear down some of those faults and, and yeah. you know, enhance his potential and That was some of the bring best the good. flying that I've <clears throat> seen yet. Yeah. Right up until you got right. killed. Yeah. You never, never leave your wingman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also like it at, at the beginning when uh, when Maverick brings Cougar back down because mm-hmm. you know Cougar loses it and uh, right. you know, Maverick knows like he yeah I'm not supposed to do this right. this goes against all protocol but I'm not leaving but if him I up don't there. the guy's gonna die I'm I'm not letting him him go I'm yeah. and he makes the decision to go up there and uh, kind of talk him down mm-hmm. so I I, I I thought it was a really really great moment just really gives you an insight to the character so now we a few weeks ago we talked about uh, Platoon and that being a very realistic take on war and, and everything else some people have criticized this movie and have said that it's really nothing more than a recruitment video that it's an hour and hour and 40 minute hour and 50 minute recruitment video how do you feel about that and <laughs> yeah yawn what's next yeah. I, I mean yeah I think it's I think it's, it's an a awesome. fair statement yeah but but that is what it is, and it's right. is it a good one. It's a good, right. you know, yeah, I mean, it doesn't make it a bad movie no. right. at all. Is there anything negative about that? Like, is it a problem? Is it manipulative? Is it, mm-hmm. is it, I mean, does it make it look more glorified? I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's, 
Isn't that what Hollywood does though? Some people argue that that's Usually, what, yeah. some people argue that's what the, uh, the the Call of Duty games and things are all mm-hmm. doing to kids too. That they see this and they want to become joining join the military. So is that a is that a manipulation of formidable minds or, you know moldable minds? And is know. the movie well? I tell you, man, I wanted to be a fighter pilot. Yeah, never said. I mean, I did for my entire. I mean, I was like, yeah. But no, and all but what? Five hundred percent increase. V for Vendetta that. made me want to go blow up a building. There you go. The five hundred percent increase. Uh, in I didn't the say that. By the way. Is, is the five hundred percent increase is a fact that that worked pretty much the way they wanted. And it. obviously, mm-hmm. when you look, when you look at what they're showing, it, does is the movie trying to pretend that it's something it's not? Is it trying to pretend that it's any more than just a, a great action movie? Yeah. I mean, and and that's kind of like, what it, what is the movie's intentions? You know, and if it's trying to be. You know, if the, the filmmakers are, oh, well, we're not trying to, you know, or it's not trying to be a big recruitment tool. No. You, well, okay, then that's a little bit well, I think disingenuous. That, I, I think that ended up being a happy accident. I, yeah. I don't think yeah. it was created for the purpose of recruiting people. But once the once they saw the, the potential there for that, for that to be a mechanism to do so, they capitalized on it. Yeah, which the whole humorous is, you know, they talk about the guys that actually go to, to you know, fighter weapons school being the absolute 1% of fighter pilots do that, to get to be a fighter pilot in the U.S. Navy, it's like you have to be, you know, it's the cliched line, the best of the best of the best, but, you know, just to get to that level to where they'll let you fly a fighter plane, you have to be the absolute 1%. So, I mean, it's it's just like... So you're, you're saying I don't have a chance. I, well, I, so you know what? I don't know that no, any no. of us have a chance. Pardon me? Yeah, you might be. Yeah. The, uh, the, um, the, um... Do they have wide cockpits? Yeah. Well, it's uh, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna walk away from all this. <laughs> I'm gonna walk away from that one right there, man. <laughs> you have to have carnal knowledge. Watch the canopy of a woman this time <laughs> on um, the premises. But uh, uh, a buddy of mine. I, I do like the of a woman this time. Of a woman this time, I love it. The little smile. I'm yeah, like, I know. What happened? Yeah, I know. I know. Right. There's your prequel. Yeah. yeah. There's the prequel. Well, it, um, a, a buddy of mine, his brother, went into the Navy and wanted to fly fighter pl- p- planes. And he came back. He's like, yeah, he flunked out all the tests or whatever. But he went in and he ended up flying, you know, um, another type of aircraft or whatnot. But again, even that was intensive. And it, it's... it's Crop like, dusting. Yeah, something Cargo like that. Plane. But I mean, it's like... The air is full of boxes. Full of, yeah. But it's, um, you know, it's eyesight. you got to have 20-20 vision, which I know they do LASIK yes. now for most of those guys. But like I mean... for me. Yeah, it's, it's literally, they just keep... You know, it's, it, they test your, you know, your mentality, their physical tests, prowess, you know, how much yep, of a natural, I yeah, I mean, it's, um, so why did I bring all that up? Because, you know, when, when the recruiting goes up 500%, yeah, you're, only the very few get to fly the fighter planes, yeah. but if it gets you in the door and, but you know. it gets 500, yeah, right. increase. I think it was going to be a, a straight out, the intention was, hey, let's make this, uh, this recruitment and let's just do it as a movie. Goose doesn't die then. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, and actually, they, actually, they changed that scene. Is that he was originally somehow he was supposed to die differently, and the military said no. We need it to be some kind of a malfunction with how he ejects. It needs to be a. Does it need to be a human error? Because originally it was something okay. mechanical, and they're like, no, 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 no. We don't want that. Yeah. It needs to be a human error that cause that causes him to die. Okay. And so they actually changed that scene so that it somehow is his fault in how Well, the military was largely smarting at that time from mm-hmm. just one, you know, I mean, the, whole, the movie that came out the same <clears throat> year painted, right. you know, with Platoon, the Iran-Contra thing. It was a mm-hmm. malfunction that caused that whole, you know, the helicopters colliding in the desert and everything. So right. I'm sure the military didn't want... 
I'm gonna have to bail in a second so I can pick the punter. But um, I don't think you mentioned a thing. But I, I just was curious because um, you talked about Tom Cruise and the role and stuff. Matt, did you say Matthew Modine? No, but Matthew I think Modine they, they looked was at him initially as, asked as yeah. to be to be Tom Cruise's character. Mm-hmm. He went on to be in Full Metal Jacket. He disagreed right. and again on the same same grounds of it was too militaristic and too whatever. That's what I think his claims for not mm-hmm. taking the role was. Or okay. I'm just curious. No, it you was... you guys... Because <clears throat> yeah. when I... And I uh, you it know, was I'm the other way. It was uh, Platoon, uh, Kevin Costner. They offered him the Chris yes. Taylor part, and he said because his brother fought in Vietnam, he thought it would be disrespectful. But Matthew Modine said a similar right. thing of why he didn't take for this, Top Gun. this you know, yeah. Top Gun thing. But um, I'm just curious to hear, because I won't be able to hear the rest of the conversation today, but does Tom Cruise make this movie... Or does, if Matthew Modine's in that role, does it still succeed? Or was it the star power of Tom Cruise? I was just curious if the acting or if the star thing of Tom Cruise I don't makes know this. know that he had star power at well, that point. That's what I'm curious. Like, it, I mean, Risky Business was before this, but yeah. obviously. But I'm like... Color of money. If Matthew Modine or somebody else is in this role, does this film still hit it big? Or is this very dependent on a Tom Cruise casting? To the arrogance of Tom Cruise. That's not that's so cocky that, arrogance. Yeah. The whole well, cocky arrogance of the character. Because you've got that line in the movie. You know, Viper says it's pretty arrogant. Yes, sir. I like that in the pilot. I, I mean, I, I almost feel like it's because Tom Cruise, as a seems like a person and an actor, seems like he would be a fairly arrogant guy. So I maybe it's part of that. I mean, maybe that's his just personality just it fits that. Been successful if yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I if I <coughs> if I've seen Excuse Matthew me. Modine in anything that would make me believe that he is as arrogant as as the character demands. Okay. He's. I mean, he, his character choices, his characters that he plays tend to be more smart characters yeah. and, and forward thinking characters. Because that's one of the things I remember looking back at this. Because I'm not gonna, I'm not at the pat level of Top Gun. Wow. Well, I don't think anyone's at the pat level. I don't think anybody's there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back then it was a good movie. I liked it. I don't know if I was signed up for the for the you know the. I thought it was cool. I'd love to be in a job. I remember thinking I want to be. I don't. I didn't necessarily want to sign up for it, but I'm like I'd love to be in. Get a ride. Like, yeah. Or just or fly one. I'd like to fly one. But mm-hmm. I'm like, um, I just. Well, and, and that as being, I watched the movie, that again, being what convinced him to be in the movie in the first place was, well, he doesn't want to be in it. Let's get him in a in a fighter jet, and he'll change his mind. Yeah, and and watching it again then later, I'm like, it's still a great movie, but I don't know if I have the buzz about it. Like, I, I wasn't going, oh, I got to put like he's watching it every you know, just, and he's joking, <laughs> every week, like watch every week. Maybe he's not joking, but I'm like, I don't know. He's watching I, it right now. It's not. It's not one I would watch every week. Yeah. And I'm just, I always was thinking, is it Tom Cruise? Is it the movie? What made it so fantastical that everybody had to just... Well, it's you know, a, probably like, like... it's a cool movie. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Like I said, I like the movie. It's a great it, movie. It would probably I just, be a case of it would be different. Would it be as popular? Maybe, maybe not. I, I don't think it would be... I don't think it would tank. I, I think there's enough other so things in that movie. Pat it's, would feel differently if there wasn't the volleyball scene. The volleyball scene was key. <laughs> The volleyball stuff that I spread out there. People the, saying, um, "Did you read that?" Yeah. <laughs> it was it all? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people, people accusing Top Gun of being one of the most homoerotic movies yes. ever because oh, of the yes. volleyball scene and, and the, the shirt yeah. slapping and, and the, the yeah. towel slapping and everything. Yeah. And like, 
They're like, there, there's some, I don't know if it's a video or if it's an article that or something. That watch? Right? Could be, man. Could be. This is the greatest movie ever. It's like movies about gladiators. <laughs> yeah, like movies about gladiators, Teddy. Or Eddie. What's the kid's name? That watches it every night, about 10.30 before he goes to bed. Are you kidding? I watch it before I get in the shower. Watch it after I get out of the shower. Right down the editing time. Yeah, what time is it? <laughs> You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Tonight we're talking about... No, I'm not starting over. Tammy's like, yeah, come to bed. <laughs> I can't. I'm watching Top Gun. <laughs> I feel the need for speed, honey. Oh, it's me or Top Gun, Pat. Yeah, I don't know. Although, funny story about that. And here he is you talking about Top Gun. Okay. <laughs> funny story. I got, like, one of the first times that I went over to Tammy's house, we watched that. We, they, they, they had that movie. And I remember just sitting there from the beginning, right from the first line where the guy was saying, good morning, Scott, you know, are we supposed to have visitors today? And I just was going through every line, and I think that was the first time, like, first of many, stop. that my in-laws were not happy with me, because they're like, can you please stop? And I'm like, stop talking. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just, and then all of a sudden, the next one was, I feel the need that, you know, was the next. Say it like a half second before they say it. Yeah, yeah, you just throw it up, just like, yeah. Like, just feel like, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> just so you know that I know. Oh, I did that with Star Wars. Anyway, yeah, that was, that was yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was my, you know. My it just probably, it probably, it. you know, and everyone talks about chemistry, and I don't, you guys know more about movies than I do, but I don't know what that chemistry is. But to me, like, the way Maver- uh, um, Tom Cruise and Val Kimmer played off each other, mm-hmm. it was fun to watch. The way he and Kelly McGillis, which I know that was, mm-hmm. Siskel or Ebert, one of those guys had a problem two. with, that he didn't, they didn't, they didn't buy it. They, they didn't buy it. And I admit that. They didn't like each other. Yeah, they, and they I hated each other. Yeah, yeah. in the yeah. movie, the actor, the actors actually hated. Yeah, and and I and that's one of my I you know, watching that movie, and maybe it's because I know that mm-hmm. because you know behind the scenes that they didn't like each other. Yeah. That I'm, I'm trying to think if I thought that back then, but watching it again, I totally didn't feel the same chemistry between those two. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it was because I knew that they didn't like each other behind the scenes. I yeah. don't know if it was the big height difference. I didn't know like. Yeah, there were a couple times he had to wear stilts or yeah. they dug a hole. And it's just like you so knew all had, once you know all that information height. behind it. Be, became hard for me mm-hmm. to watch it the second time and think that that was also real. It was like, you know, yeah. these two hate each other, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. Then they get into a plane and I just forget about everything else. <laughs> and it's just like, all right, that's fine. Do towel slaps and... Yeah. <laughs> towel slaps. I don't Take know. my breath away. <laughs> for Jason. There you go. <clears throat> all right. So. But that was actually one of the things that when they first... I think he was reading when Jerry Bruckheimer was reading... Um, the article and saw some of the pictures um, of the fighter planes, he looked at it and he's like, you know what, this needs to be our next movie because this is Star Wars on Earth. Like, for people who like Star Wars, they'll like this movie, but it's also, you know, it's it's Earth. It's regular people. We don't have to do aliens. We don't have to do fantastical yeah. stuff. It's, you know, we can have it all right here and we've got, you know, people that, you know, love this military stuff. This will be their Star Wars. And that was kind of Jerry Bruckheimer's take on it when he originally tried to pitch this to... Paramount and the other, mm-hmm. the other people involved. You, but yeah, they didn't have much of a script at all. You could kind of see that though, and, and I yeah. think that's somewhat a criticism. Of, was it Ebert or Siskel or whatever? Like mm-hmm. with the talking part with the people. When right. you think about the real Star Wars, like, or the original Star Wars too, like oh, yeah. the, watching the acting, some of that acting great. is just it, it's yeah, it's the, yeah. all the stuff in between that fills yeah. that. But when you actually go to the talking parts, and there's the little kind of you know the one-liners and the jokes mm-hmm. and some of those type of things that they play off in there as well. It is a very similar style yeah. to it. It, it, that's like, yeah. I've never heard that before, but it's pretty, pretty accurate. Yeah. So, this is kind of a weird question to try to ask you to narrow it down. Do you have one or two favorite quotes from the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, they're all so good. Take me to bed or, bed or lose me forever. 
No, quotes for the movie, Pat. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Not my Okay. <laughs> just, we are recording. Um, We're not just talking to each other. So one of, the, one of the lines that I really like, and it's such a throwaway line, is Goose when he's like, do you still have that number for that truck driving school? Yes. I, I, th- yes. I, I think I'm going to need that. The way he said the delivery of it is, yeah. <laughs> that line, just, it cracks me up every time. Just he's like, dude, do you still have that number? Because I think I'm going to need that. Remember that truck driving school? The, dude, uh, you screw up just this much. You'll be flying a cargo plane full of rubber dog crap out of Hong Kong. <laughs> I mean, and that guy Strickland, you know, <clears throat> that we can. Or the one I used to use his line with students sometimes is that your uh, your ego is writing checks, your body, body can't cash. cash. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the kids are like, and you, what? you're just lucky to be here. <laughs> That's right. And you, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it is a bunch of one-liners that, is, like, that get that get thrown around. This is Ghost Rider requesting a flyby of the tower. <clears throat> Ghost, Ghost Rider, the, the pattern, pattern is closed. <laughs> no, man, this is not a good idea. This is not uh, some good. you want to fill the rest of us in. Yeah. <laughs> when it, well, I remember Buzz back the scenes, but man, when they take off from the carrier, and then all of a sudden you just see the perspective of the carrier starts flipping upside down. And you realize the planes doing. I mean, that those mm-hmm. things are just. Yeah, I, I like seeing when the uh, the. Their first class, yeah. The the first class yes. session, yes, yeah. That and was... all of a sudden, you know, she turns around, and, she and everyone's just like, "Oh god!" And, yeah. then, and all of a sudden, they it's put like the glasses to on, s- slide yeah. the Ray Bans on, and yeah. They, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, you are in a four G mm. inverted, inverted dive uh, with a MiG twenty eight. I think we used that in an earlier podcast. We, we may have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I have a great Polaroid. At, th- at what range? Three feet, three meters. Two I have a great Polaroid of the whole thing. I'll show you. <laughs> well, I we sorry, Goose. We and then Goose and then when <laughs> Anthony you. Edwards looks, he just it's like, he's got you. the big smile, you know. When he tells him thank you. He's like thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and I wonder if all those guys were. I mean, I've talked to people on carriers, and and I, I wonder if all those guys are that arrogant or just. I mean, I. I don't know. Or well, to be the top one percent. I mean, you look at that like you pilots, literally. I would assume that you, that you have to have and you want arrogance. those you want those guys to be confident. Yeah. So you probably feed that arrogance. Yeah. Like that's that's not the type of thing where you, you I know, mean, it's not like an infantryman or somebody like that who maybe you we were talking about from platoon maybe you you know drill the individual individuality out of a person. Whereas with the pilots, it's like, no, you are the best of the best. And I'm going to tell you that you're the best because I want you to be confident when you get up there. And I don't want you to second guess yourself. And what these guys can do with these planes. I mean, that, oh, yeah. I mean you think of landing on an air. And that landing scene when Cougar comes in and he's mm-hmm. nervous and everything. I mean, you know. Oh, every time I watch this movie, I'm like, God, I don't, I don't even. And, and they have to be the best of the best because I don't even know how. How they land on a, on a carrier, like a yeah. moving, hitting a moving target with a plane. At, oh, seven, oh, my gosh. Now, one of the things that I. Uh, that I've picked up on the last few times that I watched this really is so you have Iceman and he's you know he's, it's the way he flies you know and in the drills and everything he is stellar mm-hmm. stellar but at the end when they're in the when they're in the dogfight to me it seems like he starts to unravel a little bit yeah like he's lost his cool he starts uh, he starts panicking it's not a simulation anymore um, so I. I I don't know. I like. I think the the arrogance and cockiness only goes so far, and then all of a sudden, when uh, yeah, when your back's against the wall, how do you handle yourself? Yeah. So you so you have him starting to fall apart, and you have Maverick who's questioning everything. Still, he's not quite yeah. doesn't quite have his head uh, back in the game yet. Yeah. So you know, it, it is a good dramatic moment. Or like, what? It, 
What is going to happen to these guys? They need yeah. Maverick to well, kick into high gear, and he's yeah. just not. And that's where the part of the movie does become more Star Wars and Hollywood than reality. I mean, I, sure. I, in reality, there would I think a lot of that would have gone a little bit differently, you know. And there was there were certain things that they brought in that they did not bring into the movie just because it was they were focusing on the dogfighting thing, and the, and that was a very real when they talk about the kill ratios in mm-hmm. Korea versus Vietnam and. Um, for a while, planes weren't even given uh, uh, guns because the, they thought dogfighting was a thing of the past. It was mm-hmm. all going to be... Right. Um, even the F-14 Tomcat itself, as a weapon platform, wasn't is an incredibly capable and maneuverable dogfighter. It was a pretty big plane, but it was designed to take out nuclear-equipped bombers. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, they talk about the radars and everything that are on there... And that's where it's 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 interesting because in that movie the guy in the back seat kind of would grab onto the handle where he's right behind us he's you yep. know and, and but in reality that was the guy that fired all the weapons and usually that plane would fly it at an incredibly advanced radar for the time it would lock on and track enemy targets and it would just launch the missiles and take care of whoever the dogfighting was but that's not as dramatic as a mm-hmm. dogfight and all that but I mean it's it was uh, yeah. I don't know what's going for that other than just more awesome. That but, the, but the dog, but they had to have that. They had outnumbered and his planes getting shot up and, you know. Well, a big difference between, you know, we started, like I said, we started the year with Iron Eagle. Mm-hmm. And when you saw those planes explode, like yeah. you, you could see it was a wooden model. When somebody was blowing up. <laughs> also Whereas wood. It, right. <clears throat> yeah. Whereas with this one, it's, it's very clear that yeah. they had military consultants. They had... Yeah. Much better special effects. I mean, they they were able to do whatever they want to do, and they they spent the money and they made the money back because of it. And yeah. what about that mover? It hit the brakes in the air, <clears throat> like Elson. He hit the oh, brakes, yeah, the brakes, and, brakes and, and the enemy would right fly right past him. Like when you start thinking about like how the plane not drop out of the sky at that moment. Mm-hmm. I, I tell you, I mean, I not that I've you know ever been a fighter pilot, but I've I've read some accounts of some of these things these guys do with planes and in like dogfights, even going back to. Well, all the way back to like the first World War when the first dogfights happened, and they, man, these guys would do some phenomenal. It's gotta be like planes. stunt drivers who can do crazy things. With cars. Oh, another war movie, Flyboys. Fly yeah, yeah, that was a good yeah. one. That let's was. Go a good back, one. Let's go back a couple weeks back onto the uh, platoon but, episode. Yeah. Flyboys, put that on my list. There you go. And you don't really, you know, you get the gist, and that's where that movie was so good. The action was great, and they shot it well. But you know, I would like to see a computer simulation of exactly what those planes did. Mm-hmm. I mean, presumably so, he tips, picks the nose up, yeah. stalls it out, right, and then and then, and then you know, so fires let, back so up. let's say yeah. somebody really does that, right? Yeah. The risk, like to like, hmm, I wonder what would happen if I did this, right? Like to know that it actually well, works. My crash had a thirty million dollar plane. Someone <laughs> had to try it first, right? Yeah. <clears throat> like risking their own life just to see, like, hey, could I really just stall the plane? And and yeah, and I mean, it's terrifying when you think about it. Right. But that's what I think the mindset. That's what those guys. See, I could never, I, I could never be a pilot then. <laughs> I'd, I'd be too scared. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I can I mean, obviously, I'm not. I'd, I'd be one if I could be one. That's that's that. But I, wow, that's just. Pretty incredible stuff. And I was telling Jeff before I, you know, if you've ever you've ever been to any of those air shows on military bases, Glenview up here used to have one every year, and just some of these guys would come across the field and just be doing some phenomenal things with those yeah. planes. Just unbelievable. Well, I think my favorite scene is probably the. I, I still love it when they do the uh, the whole "she's lost that love and feeling" yeah. routine. Yeah, you know, that she's lost that love. Oh, no, she had yeah. She's lost. I love it. 
God, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> I hate it when she does that. hate it when she does that. Excuse me, miss. Yeah. Hold on, I got this. And then you got the whole bar yeah. singing, and yeah. everybody's in on it. And Probably backing them up. Yeah. All right. The well, any any final good. thoughts other than it's more awesome? The motorcycle scenes were good. The motorcycle scenes. Yeah, it was fun mm-hmm. just seeing them cruise around on a bike and do the whole thing, race the plane at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That was fun. That was fun. All right. I think we need to get Pat a bomber jacket for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So I can ride around. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just a or little. Or a jet, an F-14. Yeah, that would be. You know the only country still flying F-14s right now? Any guesses? Um, Norway. Iran. No. Really? Okay. Yeah, isn't that, I don't know if that's a wow factor they, or not. They buy them from us? They did. Before the okay. uh, before the Ayatollahs came under power, uh-huh. we had an arms agreement with them, okay. and some yeah. of those were just sold off and kept okay. in service in the whole thing. Sounds accurate. All righty. Well, other than more awesome, I don't know that we have anything else we can say about Top Gun. It's, it's a benefit of having great It's a good it's way. Really it's, easy to talk it's a about. good way to end the year. Yes, it it's is. It's good. So this is so this is the last of our 1986 movies. So next year we are moving in on to just about a week or so. Uh, we are going into our 1987 movies. Let me I'll pull those up real quick and we can. So we are here. You go. You go from Top Gun to Three Men and a Baby. Isn't that ah, sweet? That's, really, that's a fun go. movie. That is a good movie. I like that. Was movie. that really a kid in picture, or was it a ghost? We don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, so we got in January coming up. We got Three Men and a Baby, Raising Arizona, Harry and the Hendersons, and Over the Top. So the oh, Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, Love that movie. I do. Watch that one for the first time in a while. Watch it with the kids a few weeks ago, and they thought it was hilarious. They were just howling for half the movie. Um, John Lithgow. Yeah. yeah. John Lithgow. John Lithgow. <sighs> That's a good movie. Uh, and then February we are going into uh, Sasquatch. So Sasquatch. Uh, romantic comedies, Overboard, Moonstruck, Summer School, Roxanne, and we will see about possibly doing the Lego Batman movie. The more previews of that one I see, I definitely want to. So my my wife's family, I've never seen Overboard. My wife's family can quote that entire movie. Really? Yeah, all, right. all of them. Okay. All of them. Okay. I have never seen it before. I, I find it funny. Okay. I, I, well, sometimes I'm just like, let's just put on <clears> something <throat> stupid and, and, and enjoy. Okay. Boom. Overboard. Pat, you're going to be loving March. In March, it's our crime and punishment movies. We've got Lethal Weapon. Yes. We've got RoboCop. Yes. We've got Dragnet. Oh. We've got The Untouchables. Oh, damn! We've got The Living Daylights. Whoa! And we've got Logan. Wait a minute. All in one month? All in one month. The month of March? We're going to do six movies in March. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> And that is going to be the month that we, as Hawthorne, will be hosting that enormous band contest again. There you go. So I am going to need Maybe to, start like, watching them now. I was going to say, I, again, yeah. watch them again one more time. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to need to unwind it. That's yeah. another love that I movie. know. It's, when my mother-in-law was in the hospital, that was on the TV. And I was just like, you know, I probably need to get going at some point. But nope. uh, The Untouchables is on. And it was that scene. Right when, right when I walked in and sat down with her, it was on the scene where the uh, baby carriage is going down the steps. Mm. That whole scene in the mm. entrance. I'm like, oh. Mr. Man. Yes, I do not <clears throat> approve of your methods. You're not from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying is that you're a no-good stinking member of a no-good race. And then what is he pulls the gun on him and says, well, I, that's what I think of you, you stupid. And he's got yeah. the, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. A man needs certain enthusiasms. <laughs> enthusiasms. Enthusiasms. Uh, uh, baseball. Baseball! <laughs> man steps up Individual accomplishment. You know, he just goes through that whole thing and then... 
Wow, well, gosh. Well, it's Robert De Niro. What are we saying? Like, oh, we know. breathe air. Robert De Niro is awesome. I mean, it's... I want him dead. I want his family dead. I want his house burnt down. Where's Mr. Nitty? Where's, where's Nitty? He's in the car. That's going to be a good month. It's going to be a great month. Uh, <laughs> what's, happen- what's happening in April? April, we've got uh, the uh, theme for this one. And some of these themes, to try to fit them all together in a month, it, sometimes it's a little bit of a stretch. But uh, April is the Good Journey month. We are watching The Princess Bride, The Chipmunk Adventure, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and Masters of the Universe. I, I, other than good people, journey. other than people being on some kind of a journey, yeah, those don't necessarily go together. Made as but much okay. sense as the uh, ending to uh, good journey. Good journey. There you go. <laughs> uh, let's see. In May, we've got uh, the kids are all right month. Uh, we got some kind of wonderful, less than zero, flowers in the attic, Project X, and adventures in babysitting. Oh, Project X. Uh, so a couple years mm-hmm. ago, there was some other movie called Project X that came out. Mm-hmm. I, I, I remember yelling at my students, like, if you're going to talk about Project X, there better be Matthew Broderick, go watch Helen Hunt, and chimpanzees that fly planes. Because mm-hmm. if that's not what you're talking about, I don't want to hear Project X. <laughs> Kids awesome. like, yeah, they're like, uh, Mazooka's lost it. <laughs> Wait. I never had it. That's every day. Huh? Uh, June is the Die Laughing Month. So these are kind of like our combination horror comedy movies. Uh, we are doing The Lost Boys, Evil Dead 2, The Monster Squad, Wolfman's got, got nerds. Yes. Uh, the Running Man, and, oh. and possibly Wonder Woman. That doesn't fit in with Die Laughing, but, you know. Um, <laughs> Die Happy. It's coming that month. Um, July is Art and Music. We've got La Bamba, Prick Up Your Ears, Dirty Dancing, Radio Days, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. August is The Fog of War. Hamburger Hill, Empire of the Sun, Good Morning Vietnam, Full Metal Jacket, Au Revoir Les Enfants, and Alien Covenant. Uh, September is Sci-Fi, Spaceballs, Batteries Not Included, Inner Space, and Predator. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's going to be a fun month. Yeah, that's what, is that September? That's September. Oh, well, that's going to be to awesome. I know. October is our horror movies. We've what got are we Prince of Darkness. We're looking at now, sir. Everything that happens now, <laughs> happens now. What happened to that? We passed that. When? Just now. Just now. Go back to that. What was the picture I put up on Twitter or Facebook the other day? And it was like, my. this is the way I sum up November 2016. And I'm like, pass this part. Don't ever go back (laughs) to this part ever again. Never watch this again. Find anything yet? We ain't ain't found. So are we being too literal? No, you idiot. We were told to combing the the desert. desert. We're combing the the desert. desert. (laughs) Uh, October is our, so your favorite month, our horror movies. Uh, we've got Prince of Darkness, Hellraiser, Ooh. Near Dark, and Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, and Blade Runner 2. Oh. Um, you may have a hard time with Hellraiser. I think I've seen Hellraiser. Have you seen well, Hellraiser? One of the Hellraiser. No. I don't think I've seen it. You haven't seen it? No. Yeah, it comes out of the box. Like, isn't that yeah. Pandora's box? Yeah. It's a little bit freaky. More boxes. Pinhead, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I never saw it. Yeah, you, you might have it. That's true. I did okay. I, I well, pulled no, it yeah, together. You did fine. You did fine. You, I pulled you, it together. You're fine. Uh, November is... Yeah. Uh, November is Money, Money, Money. We got Wall Street, yes. The Secret of My Success, Baby Boom, Can't Buy Me Love, and Justice League. Uh, Justice Green League has nothing to do with is money. Good. Uh, and December is, I just called December Leftovers because I couldn't figure out where else these would go. So we've got Fatal Attraction, er- Ernest Goes to Camp, Throw Mama from the Train, and Star Wars Episode Eight. Ernest Goes to Camp. Yes. I mean, love. <laughs> oh, man. Love that movie. And there may be a few other movies if we need to throw yeah, some in here. I'm glad it's raining. <laughs> 
I still want to watch Got what two more weeks left until Christmas? I still want no. To see Christmas has already passed. Well, that. Uh, that's what are you talking true. about? That's true. Oh, I ruined it. <laughs> you, you ruined it. I you ruined pulled it. up the curtain. Oh, man. Now, now they know. Delete. Delete. Edit. 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 No, I'm not Oh. Um, <clears throat> now they know. Now they know. They sit on the throne of lies. <laughs> I um, sit on the throne and lie. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, Ernest saves Christmas. I still want to watch that with the kids. Because I was watching a clip of it the other day, and it was the part where he's got Santa Claus in the back of the cab. He's like, I don't know. Do you I don't think I've ever seen anybody, Ernest. You've never Christmas. seen that one? I've seen. Oh, I know I've funny. seen Camp. I, I know I've seen Gone yeah. to Jail. Mm-hmm. That one's funny. He's like, you know, did anybody ever tell you that I look like Santa Claus? Yeah. Um, well, maybe because I am Santa Claus. <laughs> no, because you is Santa Claus. <laughs> look at that. All righty. Well, that's going to do it. That's going to do it for Top Gun. That's going to do it for 2016. That's going to do it for 1986. So we will see you in 1987. There's a lot of endings. There's a lot of <sighs> stuff coming to an end. Are you okay? We'd be all right. Sad. Hey, a little bit. You can be my wingman anytime. But yeah, Jay, you can be mine. You can be mine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. Well, we hope you have had a good 1986, 2016. We will see you in 1987 or 2017, whichever one you prefer. Um, and in the meantime, go watch some good movies, and we'll see you next year. Bye. Bye. Have fun storming the castle. Think it'll work? It'll, it'll take, take a, a miracle. miracle. <laughs>